Three, two, one. What up, guys? Welcome back to the, the Degenerate Take with Des and Matt. Today we have our friend Tillman Kinley on the show. He is a LGBTQ advocate, and we're going to talk about some stuff. So one of the topics that has been going on a lot lately that I think we're all aware about is transitioning between sexualities and gender identity. And there was... Um, a case in Minnesota that came up about a minor who decided to transition without parental consent, which is legal. It's under several states' medical laws that a minor is allowed to do things like transition without the consent of their parents. And that parent is actually suing the state. And I I don't believe it's the federal government, but they're suing the state and the medical um, practice over the issue. And what we're going to talk about today is, do we think that minors should be allowed to pursue these things on their own, or should they have to wait till they're a legal adult at the age of 18 to do so? (laughs) So how do you feel? I don't want to start the conversation. Desmond, you got anything to start it? Okay, so here's kind of my unresearched outlook on it, just from my basic perspective. I don't think you should, as a parent, let your child do anything that's irreversible, ever. Like, any kind of decision like that. It kind of needs to be, when they're old enough to be considered an adult, they make their own decisions, you don't have to provide for them anymore. Then they can make irreversible changes to that so but somewhere in between that i think i can do you support parents allowing maybe not irreversible decisions but hormone change in drugs like hormone blockers or i still think that they need parental consent for that they can't just go and do that themselves even if their parent is against those actions and not not for the way you look at it, but because they don't believe in that. Like their their values is that that is wrong, whether in the eyes of God or just in their belief system. A parent's reasons can be whatever their parents' reasons are. It's like it's that's their child, right? They're gonna raise them to be a certain way based off their own morals and beliefs. So saying like are you okay with some parents not giving consent to that because of their beliefs it's like yeah that's always going to be a problem that you run into with anything in the medical field it's just going to come about that way so you can't hold it against them necessarily right i don't don't know holding against them is the right term i actually do think that kids under the age of 18 should wait till they turn 18 because I think that is at a point in your life that you can make decisions that will impact you on that on like that degree for the rest of your life I think when you're under the age of 18 you don't see the full scope yet like a 15 year old making the decision planning and like executing a surgery that will change their sets that's what I'm saying that's a very young age to make 
that kind of decision. Yeah, I mean, it's so I'll go the opposite. <laughs> I mean, please, please do. Let's let's I'll hear. I'll go it. the opposite. So, what's your youngest memory of you knowing you were a boy? My youngest memory. Or when's the when's the first time you remember actually knowing because I'm a boy? Like, like, like specifically, boy. like I'm you. a male. You, I'm um, a boy, not a girl. Or I'm a boy. I, that's my gender. That's what I identify with. Maybe not so complex, but definitely. No, I, I hear you. I, I think... Because I can promise you it wasn't 18 years old. No, no, no. It was much, much younder. Like, so, probably around the age of five-ish. Don't five, you think five that having to live in a body that doesn't match your gender identity could be super traumatic if you're Absolutely. to live in Absolutely. 18 years old? Yeah, no, that, that's also a big issue with this because as an individual, if you so do I something... I don't agree that you should wait until you're 18 to make life-altering decisions like that. But there, there have reversible. been cases of people that do make those transitions yeah, and, and do are, regret those it. Those places are slim to none. Exactly. Like, that happens... The, you only hear about those cases because that's such a big conversation of topic. Like, those cases are slim to none. Like, most people who transition do not re-transition back to their gender that they were born with at birth. Sure, sure. Or so, to match their anatomy. Wait until you're 18... Is it necessarily saying, no, you can't do it. It's wait three, four, five more years to make sure that is what you want. Oh, okay. So let's wait three, four, five more years in a body that doesn't match my gender identity and genitalia that's not comfortable where I have an out-of-body experience because my brain doesn't match my body. What if you were three to, to five more years. What if you were to be able to take that's, the hormones that's that just, were required? That's even, that, but that doesn't change my body. No, it doesn't change your body, but it starts you and on that path. that's even just to say that I didn't find out that I wanted to transition. For, well, if you say three to five years, five minus 18 is 13 and three minus 18 is 15. So at 13 to 15, but we do know that kids can develop their gender identity as early as six. Is it that young? Yes. Wow. Kids, kids will start. That's presenting that's probably their around the age when kids I kids will start presenting their when gender I realized sexual identity as soon as, as my gender. around the age of six. When they get into grade school and things start becoming separated, and you see, you see you everything, start to see, right? Like this is what these kids are now. Doing. As a parent, when, I think, and this is important because as a parent. All you want to do is protect your child. Mm-hmm. And I think the majority of parents support the children in whatever that decision is. If my kid wanted to transition, I'm going to support them as much as I can. But sometimes supporting them means not letting them make a decision. They might regret so much to the point of suicide. That's on, but that's, that's your idea of what's good for them and your idea of like... Isn't that, par- but like parents always do what's best for their children. Not, not in a case of gender majority. identity or sexual identity. The thing you is... You can't tell your child that they're straight. You can't tell your child that they're boy or a girl. Yeah, no, I agree. You can I, only I support your child in what they state they are. Exactly, like the you thing... Can't, you can't say, well, honey, I really don't think that... You're a girl. I think you just like to play with dolls or this, that, or the other. Sure. You can't tell your child how they feel. You have to support your child in how they that's, feel. And that's what so I'm saying. So telling your child that they can't transition if that's truly what they want to do and they've gone through all of the proper things you have to go through, which are, which is a very lengthy process. It's mm-hmm. not something that you take lightly and easily. Um, yeah, it's it's it, not you go it, to the doctor and no, it happens. There is a process no, behind all the, of it. It's the same fallacy with abortion. People think you can walk into an abortion clinic and get an abortion when really in almost every state there's a 24-hour waiting period. Yep. You have to wait 24 hours just to even get your abortion. Okay, that's the Do same, you think 24 this, hours is enough time to really mull over a decision that big? Uh, well, 
abortion's a different topic, but... No, even, specifically even with, for transitioning. And with transitioning, it's much longer. Because with it's transitioning, you're not, just, you're not just going into a medical office and saying that, I want to transition. You pretty much have to be diagnosed with gender dysphoria. That's not always true. That's not always the case. But that's definitely going to make it easier. That's definitely going to make it easier for your insurance. That's, what, that's why psychologists still use it in like cases of disorder. They only diagnose kids with that or people with that just to help them on the insurance side. It's not even really, it's already been proven that it's not a disorder. It has nothing to do with your brain. It's not anything that is inherently bad. It's nothing that can be fixed. It's not like... You can't can't get, there's no medication, there's no therapy, there's no anything for it. It, It's literally like, that person is that person, and this happened to them, and all we can do is try to fix it. Okay. This isn't something... Is there, let me ask you a question, is there, say... Let's take an example. A child is 10 years old mm-hmm. and they want to transition. Right. That, that they are male, they identify as female, they identify as something else, whatever it may be, and they've made the decision that they want to transition. What would you say to both the kid and the parents if that's the decision they wanted to make and well, they were time, going to make? Uh, I mean, like... In general, transitioning, like we've like been talking about, it's not a quick process. So some kids will literally be in a transitioning period for half of their pre-adolescent, adolescent life. Like, you, it's not even something that a kid can complete in a year. Like, I don't, I don't see many kids completing their full transition in a year. Like, that just doesn't happen. Like, they're going through the mental of it. They're going through the physical of it. So not only are you seeing kids get on hormones, you also see like gender reassignment surgery and the concept of top and bottom surgery. So like there's that too. And so when you're 10 years old, I don't really think that a child's going to be thinking about getting top surgery or bottom surgery. Because one, at 10 years old, you're probably not passing for one gender or the other. It's probably pretty easy to fix with a haircut and some changed clothes if you're really trying to pass for a different gender, or if you're trying to match the gender that you identify with. It wouldn't be that hard to follow the society norm of gender when you're that young. It comes more when you get older. So that's when you start seeing more of the problems. That's when the hormones kick in. That's when you start to see boys getting facial hair and girls getting breasts. So After puberty. After puberty. So that's when it really starts to become a real issue as far as the surgery aspect the hormone aspect and things like that that's when they really start to actually seek assistance with that i i think in the beginning it's more of just an identity it's just what they identify as um it's not necessarily something that they take too much action on it's a change of pronouns it's a surmount of respect but other than that like it's not that big of a change in this day and age with the amount of connections we have you can reach out to any kind of group and form into that group right you can reach out to a leftist group and form into that group you can reach out to a QAnon group and form into that group in this day and age do you think that with how much pressure is put on especially with younger kids that we see their stress levels are extremely high that they can be more confused than sure about what they want to do and that leads them to make a decision that would be better left until they were older 
I think that... I think, I think that's a totally different question than I think the original question was, was should they be able to do it without parental consent? It's still a question I want to hear the answer to. Yeah, I, but I this whole thing with what Tillman was saying, like, with taking these hormones, and I get when you're saying it in this timeline, do you think they still should be able to do that without parental consent or yeah, guidance I mean, in the matter? Yeah, if your parents aren't going to let you do it, you can't live your life feeling like an imposter in your own body. Yeah, I'm I think... I'm so sorry. If I was trans, I don't think I would be able to wait that long. I think that, you know, if it was a perfect world, like, kids would have access to free public health in general, and that would yeah, include then, mental health, so they wouldn't really need a parent to go see a mental health professional. So, you know, in my world, in my head, you know, perfectly, it would be the child doesn't... The parents don't agree with the child, so the child goes to his or her mental health professional. Mm-hmm. They help them with the whole transition and they're able to do it themselves on their own accord. In an ideal world. In an ideal world. Now, when it comes to our world and the world that we live in and law, like def- I still think that kids should be able to transition as long as they complete the... There's no like required process, but it's just like a basic process. They definitely need to have a mental health screening. They definitely need to speak with a mental health professional. They definitely need to meet with doctors. And when it comes to an actual like surgery and procedure... If the kid isn't technically on their own, like the kid hasn't um, declared, um, what's it called? Um, basically, when you separate yourself Emancipation. from Emancipation. Yes, and when you declare that you're like an independent. Or if they're not 18, or in some states it's less than, you can't make medical decisions on your own. Like, that's just the law in general. Just like if I wanted to walk into a plastic surgery clinic and I was 17 years old and I wanted to get my nose job I can't do that without my parents even now is that a question of you can't do that with your parents because you're on your parents insurance and you're not the primary holder that may be why the law is that way but you know from what I can tell like it's not really going to matter when it comes to things like that like you're not nobody's going to be able to overcome the parent saying no to a surgery because that's just how medical law works and that's how our medical law works with everything because if a child literally went like I said went in for plastic surgery on their own they have to have parent they can't do it on their own well the, the reason the these cases have come up ways. is because minors have been getting surgeries without their parents consent but only in states where that's legal yes okay but that's legal in some states exactly right so in response to that, there have been several states, I think, including South Carolina, Oklahoma, Colorado, South Dakota, that have sprung up laws recently that are proposing to ban children under the age of 18 from being able to get transitionary surgery and transitionary medicine, light hormone blockers and whatnot. And that is something that is dangerous because it doesn't allow the kids to get what they need. But at the same time, it is the general feeling, which is in opposition to you, that the minors need their parents' consent to do these things. I think one way you can look at it, too, is um, the harsh reality of it is if you outlaw it the same way that you, you would try to outlaw abortion, people are going to do it anyway. So offer a legal and safe option because 
Those kids will go to other countries. Those kids will find other ways to do it. Those kids will do unsafe ways to do it. I'm not talking that they're going to go and mutilate their bodies, but they may let a doctor mutilate their body. They may go pay under the table for someone to mutilate their body. Like, they're going to do it because they need to. If they want to do it, they if will they find a way to do it. To they'll do find it. a way. They yeah. need to. Like, in China, abortion was illegal for a while. I don't know if it still is, but I know it was. And when parents would have babies, they would... Um, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's like the coat hangers. Yeah. Mm. They would take them and they would put them. That was in the U.S. too, and they they would kill that these these fetuses. Yes, and that's because abortion was illegal. Yeah. So if if there's something. Yeah, and sometimes they it would they would do it, and it wouldn't even kill the fetus. It would just irreparably damage it and so the moral of the story is if you want something done bad enough there's options out there to get it done and it's just i feel like the whole background for this argument that everybody keeps trying to make is that kids are going to transition and then regret it and that is just hardly ever true um most kids who transition don't regret their transition most kids who transition don't Untransition. If anything, what you might see is kids who transition to a gender and then decide that they're non-binary. And they don't follow the construct of gender or they don't feel like they identify with one, that they may identify with both. Do you think that because, like you said, I don't know the actual statistic, but it's either slim to none or none at all. But you do hear about people that got reassignment surgery and then regretted it do you think that's just the news media making something very big of such small cases um it could also be easily uh well yeah it's it's definitely like you have these small cases that don't happen all the time you have a following that is trying to make it not happen why not put that on the news to stir up i mean that's just like news in general but as far as like the cases themselves you it could be simply that they transition and they really shouldn't have that could be the whole case but you could look at it as they might not have had all the resources they needed they may have thought transitioning was one thing and it wasn't that wasn't what they needed they may have not had the mental health professional to help them walk through it and just went straight into a doctor's office and got it done because they thought it was okay there's a lot of ways that this could have easily went wrong for them because the resources aren't there. So just taking away the resources doesn't make it any easier for the individuals who want to transition or who are even considering it. Sure. So you said to me the other day when we were having our conversation that the mind isn't fully developed until the age of 21, right? So what... Everybody's different, but that's like... Uh, yeah, that's, that's the typical average that you see. If you're talking to a 15-year-old that wants to get surgery and his parents support his gender identity, they support what he wants to do, but they want him to wait till he's a little bit older to be able to make that full decision, a 15-year-old doesn't have a fully developed brain. Is it developed enough to make that decision that will impact them? Brain, develop- brain development in itself is, like, very complex, and when you say when like or when people say that the brain isn't fully developed you're 21 that's talking about the full brain that's the entirety of the entire brain and most of the brain that's still developing after the time you turn 18 or even pretty much like after you get out of middle school is just your frontal lobe what does the frontal lobe do it's that's inhibitory response and like actually working off of your intuition and 
Um, is that not an important executive function? part of making those decisions? But yes, but your sexual, your sexual development and your gender identity is still already developed, and it's probably not changing. Like, okay. whether it's more, I think the the question is more, is our success is our society, so making kids conform so hard that it's blocking them from blossoming as early as they do. Like, is the reason why we see some kids develop their gender identity at, like, five years old and some kids develop their gender identity at 18, is that because of the child and the difference in brain? Or is it because of the difference in household and environment and because child A, who developed much younger, had a foster environment and child B grew up in an environment where that was not okay and sexuality in general was something that was suppressed? And we know that gender identity is part of sexuality. So in a household where you have sex negative attitudes and you have a lot of just non-conversation about anything to do with sexuality in general, you have a lot of questioning and a lot of confusion that's going to come naturally. And if those kids can't get resources anywhere, I mean, obviously you've stunted them. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to see a stunt in finding out your sexuality. So... Or finding out anything, and it, you're not going to see it in every kid, but you're definitely going to see it in some kids, and it definitely happens to some kids. I've been a kid, like it. It's not. It's not something that's unheard of. It's not. I don't think the question is: Is there an age where they need to be able to develop? It's how are we going to change the mindsets of people to allow kids to understand their development and understand their gender identity at such a young age, because. I know you can read, like, a lot of articles on um, parents rating their kids gender-neutral and in a gender-neutral environment, which basically means whatever their kids want, they get. Like, if they want to play with dolls, but they want to wear, you know, biker outfits all the time, then that's what they do. But if they want to switch that up completely and wear dresses while they play with trains, then they let them do it. And those kids obviously seem to be a lot happier. They also start they yes that is something that is odd for parents to see if you grew up in that very social normative where you have one gender and one gender and this gender does this and just gender does this but all in all those those kids who like do that they only do that for a very small time and it's all very like explorative like they're just trying to they're really just playing. They're not doing anything. They're curious. They're, yeah, they're, they're trying not, to figure it out. Exactly. And then... What do I will, like and what do I not like? They will eventually start to show you their preference. And it will become a gender preference. And then... They'll lean on, one way or the other? It, and okay. it's not... Yeah. And sexuality is a spectrum. Yeah. Um, who's to say that gender identity is not a spectrum? So we already know that there's the concept of gender fluidity. And like people will identify as one gender at in one period and one gender in another period or even just identifying as both genders at one time or identifying with no gender at all so we really don't know what gender actually looks like because it's been so binary and there's not been a lot of research to the outside of binary and kids who fit outside of the binary because it's not to say that the kids are there are not males who fit the binary and females who fit the binary. It's just we know that there's people outside of the binary and they've been neglected. So we don't know a lot about gender. There's not that much research with how fluid of a scale gender is. 
And that's kind of the whole conversation with um, having more than one gender and like there all of these gender identities that there are and that's kind of where we're getting with because we've kind of already talked about how or like people kind of know like sexuality is a spectrum there's a lot of sexual identities that you can have but gender identity kind of seems to be becoming the same way and it's not necessarily something that you can look at so binary and it kind of seems to be something that people who identify as non-binary seem to have more of an idea of that there's not really just one gender another gender gender there's having masculine energy and a feminine energy at the same time and the mixture of both and having one or the other in this area and not in this area it's not really about like being one or the other so how would you either as a grown person or as a minor get somebody to understand that that was raised in a culture that didn't allow for that um Experience works best. Um, what do you mean by experience? I think, like, my ideal world would be what Tillman's talking about, that they get all the resources that they need. Awareness? Yeah, like, all the resources so that the kids have, you know, all the facts and, like, they can really talk through their feelings with people who are, you know, that's their job to do that. Specialists, sure. But I also, in my world, the parents are also a huge part of that as well and the upbringing of their child and helping their child develop they need to be educated on this stuff as well just like if your child had any sort of like um mental illness or mental disability like you become part of the process to learn how to care for your child so this should be treated just as seriously which is why i can still say parental consent could still come into it for me as long as we implement a system where the parents are that big of a part of it and, I like, think social that's, worker type notes are taken on meetings and like how they're reacting to it, that kind of stuff. That's a really big point because as far as like transgender identifying individuals, like before the two thousands, like transgender was not a term. So when your parents were growing up, when my parents were growing up, when our grandparents were growing up, those individuals did not really exist to say. They were definitely an ostracized part of society and that was very taboo and that's not something that you heard of so watching parents that you know lived in the same time that our parents did raise individuals like this and raise them in such a foster environment is like very beautiful within itself but you can't it's not that you can't blame the parents it's that there's just because just like there's lack of resource out there for the kids there's even more lack of resource out there for the parents those parents have never seen this before and there's no education for them and all they are surrounded by people who have the same lack of education and so like you were saying another way to like really get this out is like actually getting the right information out and like the correct information about what a transgender individual looks like and how that works and how they feel in certain moments and what is the proper way to go about interacting with a transgender individual to get their pronouns or um, what are things that we do say and what are things that we don't say and how can I help my child? How can I help my friend? How can I help my family member? I mean, yes, those resources are out there, but they're not readily available. Well, let me ask you a question just to piggyback off of that. They're not readily available. Those are your words, right? We have the most information at our fingertips than we've ever had before. 
So is it at the fault of the parents if even though they were raised in a culture that wasn't accepting of that or that just wasn't the norm and you have never experienced that before when you have a phone or a laptop or you even if you don't, you can go to the public library and use a computer and educate yourself about these things. I don't think so. It's hard to put blame on ignorance, though. Yeah, and also... It's really, really hard to put blame on ignorance. It it is ignorance, but there's also choosing to be ignorant. No, but see, also at the same time, if you believe a certain way and you live in a certain area, you'll get different search results based on what you do search. And it's very easy to get into a thread of articles that may not be the most scientific, but say what you think you already believe about the subject, and then you just confirmation well that that lends itself to what i was talking about earlier was conforming to certain groups because we're in the age of internet and you reach out to a certain ideal you can morph into that group very easily but if you were to use reliable sources like webmd dot org i think that that had educational tools is it is it not to use the internet as this like all encompassing uh, encompassing example of a resource for everybody to use but all in all like it's hard to use for the majority of people it's hard to get the information that you need it's hard not to find misinformation it's hard not to find false information so i can't necessarily blame the parents who are only looking on the internet or only trying on the internet because that's not where the information should be it shouldn't be left to the internet it shouldn't be left to people Posting on the internet through websites, through organizations, through definitions, through posting their books, posting their blogs. It shouldn't be left to them to educate people. There should be education where education should be. Kids should be educated in school. Parents should be educated in doctor's offices. There should be information readily available at a doctor's office if you were to need it. If, um, like, schools, the whole um, entirety of sexual education is in the midst of a huge, huge, huge change. And it's gonna look very different, I would say like within the next 10 years. But there's a lot that kids are learning that is misinformation and that is very misleading. And especially in specific regions that think specific ways. It's also easy to take that stuff for fat when you don't yeah. know any better. You know, if I, if I look to... up like some like agenda leading article and it seems official i have no reason not to believe it it's also easy to take it for fact when everybody around you is also taking it for fact yeah it's easy when you it's easy when you like surround yourself with nothing but people who think like you do and if you're not getting other viewpoints then you're not getting the full story like if you can't be open-minded enough to take in another viewpoint of somebody else, then you're really never going to learn anyway because you're only surrounding yourself with people who think so like let, you. So let me That's ask you a true, question. Let me, let me put in a point real quick. Sure. It's also really hard on the internet to get the opposing viewpoint. You because can look it be, up. You, you can, can find it. But it's pretty hard to because Google and every other site that we use... It conforms use, you. Absolutely. It uses your own data against you because it's going to find the ones that you are most likely going to agree with and if you're either on the left or the right, you know, you're looking up sites that are either a little bit more social lo- liberal or not. So when you look up these informa- this information, hopefully to be scientific, you still may not get what you're looking for even if you do try. And that's why I'm always gonna... keeping an open mind to other people's viewpoints and conversations can you open you up to a lot of stuff that you haven't read. Yeah. I think, and I think that's something everybody with. has to work mm-hmm. on. That's something that I've worked on. Mm-hmm. You know, when you 
have a conversation with somebody and they're opinion on the matter is different than yours you're more likely to dig deeper into your opinion even when presented with facts that you're wrong which is something that i think everybody has to work on i think that's how you meet compromise i think that's how you make progress but let me ask you a question specifically about what we're talking about is there an age too young is there an age too young that a minor can go and get let's say gender reassignment surgery or an age too young everything okay Um, just now or a while ago? No, just now. I heard it. Did it just cut off a little while ago? Yeah. Okay. It was like a recent cut off. Did you lose your water? It was mine. Are you dying? No. Oh, it's because I drank it off. Do you want a sweet tea? No. No? I don't know what okay. So is there an age too young? Can you be six, seven, eight years old and I mean, go yes. to a doctor's office? But is is that okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. If that's, I mean. Think about it from the doctor's perspective, too. if the child went on hormone blockers when they started puberty, the child who was born anatomically as a female probably wouldn't develop breasts and you would probably just have to remove that piece of fat. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know much about that. But the bottom surgery, quote-unquote, would be more the surgery that you would deal with more. Um, um, Do you think that children should wait till after specifically, puberty? Specifically, specifically, with female to male. Um, the They haven't found a procedure that allows the penis to work like it does on a individual who is born as a male. Mm-hmm. Um, or with the anatomy of a male, so a cis male. It doesn't work the same, but they have a way to make it work the same during intercourse. So that may be something that would be a block as far as transitioning with that because you also probably couldn't transition that early. Um... What would be like your age where you would say it's okay to do it without parental consent? It's hard to say age. Like it's not like to me, it's not age. To me, it's like development. So is it after puberty? No. To me, it's development. It's brain development. It's not about your body. Well, if it's different for everybody, then how do you identify? When when is the time, right? Would you have to have like almost like an interview type thing? Almost like a job interview, but... Yeah, like every single person who goes through a transition is more than likely seen a therapist in their life about their transition. Sure. And that therapist is documenting everything and everything to decide if they're... So there should be a medical official who can make the decision for the person based on how they feel they not, have developed? It's not they're making the decision. And all in all, the person... Okay, we'll so basically say all, yes or no, you're ready or you're not ready. They're Not making decisions, should you or should making, you not. They're more making... The medical professionals are more serving as a resource to make sure that the individual has thought about the entirety of the transition and not just one part, not just the anatomy, just about everything um they're making sure that they have a support system as they go through this because we know that children can't go through this without a support system they're Nor looking they. into their mental health as they go into it and what they think their mental health will look like look like when they go out of it they're looking at their health in general 
So they're not just, they're looking at a, like an culmination of things to like actually decide if it's not if the child is can transition or is ready to transition, it's if the child has completely thought about the entirety of the transition process and is mentally ready for all of it. Um, and so as far as like developing at a certain age, I don't think it's an age. I think it's at a, it's a point of mental development and mental, not stability is not the right word, but like the mental. ability to actually like withstand all of that because it's not easy. It's not a quick process. And well, there so is a high, so you're kind of saying like that age would naturally tend to be higher anyway. No. Because they could so. no. Because it's a maturity could, then, which is it's it's all unique it's to so the individual. individual. It's it's such an individual basis because you could have a child that's six years old that's not even struggling with it that a hundred percent has a vagina but thinks they're a boy, and so you literally could just let them transition. They'd have no trouble with it, but you could have a child who was born with a penis and is struggling because they think they're a girl, and they are a girl. But you, it's all individual, so we would say probably that the child who is struggling with it would need a little bit more therapy before beginning the transition process if the transition wasn't going to bring them out of the state that they were in. But the child who's having no trouble, like just as long as they actually went through and understand what's happening and the psychologist really, I mean, it's not even the psychologist believes that that's what's happening. It's just, is that what what's happening? It's just more of like checkpoints to see if, that's what's happening or if they're just being explorative because I think a lot of parents will see their child playing with dolls and think they're going to grow up to be a girl so and that's just not the case that's just a child learning how to care for another life through the act of play interesting okay so there's a very in particular like the LGBTQ community at a high rate of suicide Mm -hmm. which lends itself towards mental health and the support system behind it, right? So you mentioned earlier spreading the awareness, becoming knowledgeable. Would would you think maybe like a government, maybe not a government mandate, but a community mandated, like it could be a center or something that is taught in school, but something that teaches that these things are okay, that these things are acceptable, that these things should be celebrated because that's who these people are. That's a society norm. I mean, you can't, you literally can, you cannot change a society norm with like a governmental institution. Like we, we saw that with racism. Like we, we've tried to fix that like so many times. There's a lot of things that have been tried that have been needing the attention, but just don't get it. So fixing the whole idea with that is not behind it's it's you can keep spreading awareness you can keep trying to do all these things and that is going to be extremely helpful but changing the society norm is going to remain on the society it's going to remain on if they are going to take their information or if they're not so like the child like the individual it is the development of the culture and the society and their norms and when they're finally accepting and i mean and you also have to think about that a lot of the opposition comes from misinformation. So getting the right information out is important. Will extremely reduce the population who is opposing the 
idea of transition and all of that in general. So if you get more information out, you may not even have to deal with the society norm in general because that may be the problem with the society norm is just there's so much misinformation. Is there a reason that now in the 2000s and in the late 1900s, this is bigger than it has ever been, the growth of the LGBTQ community? It, it, it not necessarily, I mean, obviously the LGBTQ community was never a thing because that organized itself in the last couple of decades. But never before in history have we seen a community like this. It's always been very specifically set in its ways. Do you think there's a reason for why now it's come out of its shell? Yeah, I'm confused. <laughs> what are you confused what are you about? I'm trying to follow that question. What are you confused about? I can't. I, I just couldn't follow the question. So in the last couple of decades, the LGBTQ community has really come out of its shell. It's really like, come into its own. Like... It, it's it's formed as a real thing where in the past like being on like like, like lgbt television. making national television as far as like popular culture or it more accepting like it, it has become more saying, accepting. like popular culture accepting the lgbtq community because yes. that's just i mean that's, that's just progress like, that's is just, that's just progress that's being, just being made yeah that's just I, yeah up. that's just because all the things that. that the lgbtq plus communities doing now is things that they've been doing for years yeah. underground. Mm-hmm. So would you say, based off of that, that we are making enough headway or not enough? I think I think anytime you talk about like progression towards something better, automatically saying, am I doing enough, is like, one, not only a sign that you're not doing enough, but two, yeah. that you're trying to put a limit on how much progression you can make, which is already stunting yourself sure so if you just go ahead and go in with the aspect of i can always make this better if not for me or for somebody else i mean you'll always have some kind of progression you'll right love love is life. love right. we should do the best for each other yeah but just you can't i don't think you can limit your progression i don't i don't even i think looking at america in general like yes you can see a lot of progression and yes we are quite a progressive country but we live in a country where still people are very unhappy and still people are not accepted. Absolutely. And still mental health is a real problem that is still not being talked about. So are we doing enough? Yes. Is it the end? No. No. Agreed. Absolutely. I don't think it's ever going to be the end. Yeah. Like until until everybody is on But it's it's not like should we slow down? No. Should we speed up? Yes. Like you can always speed up, you can always do more, you can always make it better. Like you said there's no end, but I don't it's I just don't think it's a concept of are we doing enough? Should we be doing more? Cuz I think you should always be doing more. Mm-hmm. You can always be doing more even if you're not doing it for yourself, you can do it for somebody else. So and like it's just so easy now like people are all over the internet and it's so easy to share a post or to talk about something in a post or to talk about something with a friend like that's just as important as going and joining a protest like you getting information out there is just as important as the people who are marching for the information how dangerous do you think misinformation is very very on a scale of one to ten ten being like the worst possible scenario well, I would say that the reason why most 
kids feel so ostracized and get pushed to the point of suicide is because of misinformation. So I would say lethal. Lethal, meaning 10. Leading 10. The worst possible scenario. Yeah. Like, it can... it. I mean, it can be nothing. Like, I can tell you that I had McDonald's today, but in fact, I did not. So, that's obviously not hurting anyone, but it's misinformation. Directly in the context of the LGBTQ community... It can be very lethal. It's very, very... Yes. ...bad. Yes, because you're, you're 100% invalidating everything that that person is. And... Nobody's invalidating you. Nobody's invalidating how you feel. Like, you can't you can't have opinions about what somebody is. It's kind of I mean it's the same concept of racism. Like yeah. you can't have you can't have opinions about somebody's race. The same way you can't have opinions about somebody's sexuality. Like that's just their sexuality. That's just who they are. Yeah, like you don't. You don't it doesn't. To, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't yeah, do anything you to you. You don't have to agree with that. So why do you, why do you, you think that to. people are so against it? Because I mean, they push their own opinions of the sexuality onto. Where, but where does that opinion of like hate and not acceptance originate from? Um, organized religion. Organized religion. That's a, a big one. Anything in specific. Pretty much all of them. All of them, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're all... They're not they lovers. All, none of them... The, like, in its real entirety, the only religions who have ever accepted, like, or even belief systems that have ever hold really... Up, hold on one second. Shay, is that still recording? Yeah. Okay, cool. That have ever... Okay, I just want to make sure because I can't see it directly from here. The only belief systems or, like, religious systems that have ever accepted... Any type of member of the LGBT community are usually island and native cultures. Like they're not. They're, it's not they're the, what, the they're big. They're what organized religions thought were savage. None of the big three. No, like none of the big three are acceptable. Hawaiians had a big one. Um, native Americans had a big one. There are a lot. That is a that is a big culture in East Asia. It's very big in the islands of Asia. So it's. It's more it, all of the people that got called savage are the people who have had a right from the beginning. Like they, there has always been. There was a there's a third gender in Native American. There is for like an exact fact, um, Gargan used to go, and he was considered the epitome of the third gender. Gargan. Gogan. Like Gogan. Paul Gogan. What what is that? He's an artist. Okay. But he was the he was considered the epitome of the third gender. And what what is the third gender? Um, it was it was just like it was just a it was a concept that they okay. were, so native was religion it somewhere had. in between or something outside. It was a totally different gender. Mm-hmm. It was like a totally it was a third gender. It had different pronouns and it was, it was like it was almost like a mixture of masculine and feminine energies. It was almost like the androgynous. Can you figure. explain pronouns? Yeah. Because that is something I'm not very educated on, and I've heard, I've literally heard people say, I don't know what the correct term, but like, I guess, I not saying somebody's pronoun correctly, misgendering, misgendering somebody mm-hmm. is putting their life at risk. Yes. So can, can you explain that a little bit? Um, one second. <laughs> Fine, take your time. Just have an extremely important conversation here. No big deal. You're such a little interesting man. Do you know that? I'm a little interesting man. Yeah, like I'm over here just like listening. Did you did you did you hear the way 
Why am, am I not? No, just the way you formed that one sentence, I was like, which which one? I I knew he wanted to bag on Christianity real quick, and I was not going to feed it. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily just Christianity. What about the past? Yeah, and you were like, yeah, because you know the gay community hasn't never really existed before, and I was like, not not in the way it has now. No. There's always been a gay there's community. Always been it's a gay just, community. It's, it's not the way it is now. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what I was, that's what I was yeah, curious about. It's just never been popular. Listen, like and you know I don't convey like, what I need to say correctly. No, I I know I know these things, but that's still like relatively recently. I've been I was talking about like since Jesus, like it it was. Yeah, are ours. The things you like are ours. Like what? Freddie fucking Mercury. There That's you go. ours. I don't. I don't That's love. I don't love John. anything <laughs> more than actually. I like Billy Joel more than Freddie Michael Mercury. Michael Jackson. But he's a close to But probably ours. Was he gay? Probably. See, like, really? He was also That's probably. I don't believe all that. I, I don't know what you're trying to say. A pedophile? Yeah, I do not pedophile. think so. I don't believe all that. You I see, they really did like Michael. Okay, right. listen. Here's the issue. That man never had a childhood. He was. First of all, what's that disorder called when you're you you're stuck in a phase that you never had? What is that called? You know what I'm saying? And that's why we have adult <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. See, but like, okay, hey, are you like, recording right still now? Probably. Yeah, it's recording are right you now. recording right now? No, but this is a part of the conversation. No, this is going to be part of the conversation. All right, we're all recording. Wait, what? This can be a clip. But it, okay, Wait, just turn your microphone towards her. Yeah, here I'll just. You got up. you got your damn um, microphone. But no, for real, y'all. Like that in this country, you are innocent until proven guilty, and I think we have to stick by that for something we really don't know. See, but like also common intuition is that if if a lot of people are accusing you of something, you probably did it. <laughs> no, that's public pressure. Do you no. when you're playing Among Us and everybody is like are blue. That Hillary Clinton is a fucking pedophile. Okay, you're not do you think that Hillary gonna... Clinton? Is no, no, no. Her. But that's what it's happening. When you play Among Us and everybody says a specific color no, and then everybody votes on them before they have a chance no, to defend I'm themselves. Saying, I'm not before. saying public opinion. Yeah, I'm saying he has way too many cases. Oh well, like. Joe Biden has been accused of rape eight times. Donald Trump has like twenty six rape accusations. I don't think you know, like minors. I don't think you saying like, hey, these other also probable pedophiles did that shit too. Like, I agree. Yeah, but you like, can you be accused. But you can be accused of something, and that doesn't mean it happened. Michael Jackson also lived yeah, in a time where mental the, health was not looked at, and Michael Jackson probably did not have the mental health professional. Yeah, that an he abusive needed. father. But it's still not okay to touch children. Nobody's nobody's saying that's okay. Proven. But you can't say he did it if it wasn't proven. What the people have come out and said it several times. It hasn't been proven. Yeah, but, so but I'm just saying. Off a if I said you raped me. And it wasn't proven. Does See, that mean you raped me or it not? It became a clout train to blame Michael Jackson. See, but if if you said that I raped you, who would be believed right off the bat? And it also, doesn't matter. I'm sure there would be there people that would believe six it. Other people who also said another story that I did the same thing to them, then I probably did at least one of those. Probably not necessarily. You might have done. It doesn't mean it. it honestly. Probably doesn't matter. It's either you did it or you didn't. Yeah, and if we can't system, prove, I just need you to name no, 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 not even in a legal system, my dude. Like if you were accused of doing something by a number of people, even if you probably did it, that doesn't mean you did do it, and it doesn't mean you didn't do it. So saying something, somebody probably did something that's very awful, 
It needs to be one or the other because you're accusing somebody of doing something very terrible. So yeah, but name one other person you give that kind of leeway to that's not Michael Jackson. I'm not O.J. Simpson. There's also such thing as circumstantial evidence in court of law. I, I've heard of circumstantial evidence before. Right, so... I watch Criminal Minds, okay? Got right, it. so you should know everything about that if a lot of people are saying that you committed you the like same to charge to them. Yeah, because... Also, in common is, sense, does it I not make sense that they probably did it? It's just... I'm just saying, like... It's just an assumption, and it's dangerous. A dangerous assumption against what? That... He, because you're putting somebody's life in your hands by saying they probably did it. Well, if 20 different people are saying that they did Like, Trump it, probably did rape all 26 girls that accused him of rape. Hey, but, I, like, if he didn't, like, that's 26, like, life sentences right there. Or however long a rape sentence is. I'm not sure. No, yeah, but it's like, you don't just get 26. Like, you're not just, like, a perfect there guy. There was also a just, lot of like, reports that came out about the children they grew up that, like, literally they were, like... It never happened. With Michael Jackson? Like Macaulay I've Cole, heard that before. Macaulay Culkin, like, literally came out and said Michael never touched a kid. Well, yeah. And yes, Macaulay Culkin <laughs> is literally not trustable, but, like, but also... But, like, just because... Yeah, literally. Just because Michael Jackson didn't touch this one famous kid who would definitely talk about it, you know? No, I'm, I'm saying? saying some of the kids, like, non-famous kids came out later and said, no, I was no, being I'm manipulated by my parents. No. Yeah, the Michael like the Michael the Jackson case was very happened. I was being manipulated. The Michael Jackson oh. case was very yes, that, very bad. A lot of Michael a lot of Michael's everything was very ones? manipulated by media. Does uh-huh. he have new ones though? I don't think so. Tillman Tillman smoked so we can talk about pronouns. I thought this was going pretty well. Yeah, but like Bill Cosby got put away. He was proven. To See, that's it. another thing. After he died, was nobody was like, I'm going to come out and... If you know, he got put away, I mean, that means it you hear was me? proven. That was another thing. When he died, nobody else came out and was like, really? okay, now that he's dead, I'm going to come out and be like, he did it. Like, okay, one, nobody so wanted to... Maybe so nobody wanted to ruin his image, but two, you would think that a, that a survivor would come out after... And those kids who would who would like have been molested would Kelly be who literally pissed on a 13 year old and got away with it is now in jail. But that's what I'm saying. Like kid like kids who would have been molested by Michael Jackson would have been like 25 to 30 by now. And like they would be in the wake of this movement and the in the wake of like. No, they would a hundred in the in all of this cancel culture. They would a hundred percent be part of that to cancel Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's not that. Like yes, he's forever like the Prince of Pop and all this kind of stuff. But as far as Shame. protecting his e- image now, nobody is trying to God. protect his image in the current moment. Nobody's trying to perfect Michael anymore. So like, I think people would have came out and been like, yeah, it happened. You want to talk about pronouns? Yeah. Also, Tillman. Yeah, close that door first. All three of Kevin Spacey's, uh, like. Let's wait until Shay's gone. People who like threw allegations at him, all like died. Who's Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey. Baby, you close that. Like oh, I don't know him. Yeah, but he might be connected to like Epstein. You know who Kevin Spacey is? He's very famous. If you saw Kevin Spacey, you would know. He's very famous. Kevin Spacey. 
Is everybody still recording? Yes. Okay, should we talk about pronouns? Huh. Yeah. I want to see who Kevin Spacey is. You, you know who Kevin Spacey is. He, he, like, he was accused of touching on a 14-year-old child at a party, and he chose that day to come out as a gay. Period. It was such a weird day. Is he gay? Yeah. yeah, and he was accused of touching a 14-year-old boy at a party. And he was like, he used that allegation to come out as gay, which is really weird. Tough, sir. Way to make yourself instantly guilty. Bro, everybody was like, what? What? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And then, like, all three of his actually, son, like, died. Actually, don't. Oh. I actually have no idea who Kevin Spacey is. Now that I've seen him, no, I mean, no his, recollection. His most famous no thing is House of Cards because all these allegations. Yeah, it's Netflix, and all the allegations you know came out. Mm-hmm. All the allegations came out before season two ended, and they canceled it right in the middle of it. So I feel like that's the thing is like. There's no more House of Cards. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, the season two never got finished. I think. There were six seasons of House of Cards. Oh, he was also in Baby Driver. Hiring a child molester. He was hmm? baby driver. He, he wasn't baby driver. No, didn't see that either. All right, pronouns. Will you? Who would you like to know? I everything. Oh. Well, get, why don't why don't you lay down the basis? Because I really don't know the basics. much about it. Let's give some definitions. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so we have Take cis, okay. like a cisgender person. So Meaning. that is a person who ident who gender identifies with their anatomical part. So if you had a penis, then you identify as male. Okay, so I would be a cisgendered person. Yes, they're okay. identifying with what they were at birth. Okay. Um, or what is on the birth not what they were at birth. Um, and you have transgender, that's someone who has made a transition from one gender to another. Um, and a transgender identifying individual does not, like, that does not mean that they've had top surgery, that doesn't mean they've had bottom surgery, that doesn't mean they've had surgery at all. They don't even have to be on hormones. Yep. Transgender is changing the, is changing the gender that your anatomical part is and so as soon as an individual decides that their gender does not match their anatomical part they're a transgender identifying individual whether they've been through surgery or any kind of hormone they that's just how they identify from then on um it's not it is not a sexuality like being transgender is not a sexuality like yes it's part of like lesbian gay bisexual that like acronym but it's not asexuality it's not like being gay, being bi, um, being straight. It's more how you identify. It is a gender identity. Okay. Um, the whole like LGBTQIA plus all that, it's literally an acronym for queer identifying individuals within the um, umbrella of sexuality. And we already know that sexuality encompasses more than just what, who you have sex with. It's everything. So... It, that's why transgender is in there. That's why the I and the A is in there. That's why the plus is there. Um, so it's not just about your sexuality and transgender is not a sexuality. Um, transgender individuals will use he, him. Um, Do cisgendered her. individuals use those? Yeah, because, I mean, you're cisgender and you use he. Okay. So a transgender identifying individual may also use he, but you wouldn't... Come, I wouldn't come up to you and say what, like, off the bat, like, 
are you a he or are you a she? So you should not go up to a transgender identifying individual and be like, are you, are you a he or are you a she? How would you go about doing that? My, hi, my name's Tillman. I use he, him pronouns. What's yours? Okay. So use your pronouns first. That makes them comfortable. That lets them know that you're an ally. That lets them know that you're in a, they're in a comfortable space. And then they will give you their pronouns. And that's how you can address them. If you're, you get in a situation and maybe they don't want to give you their pronouns or you don't have time to ask for their pronouns, AKA you're working in like customer service, it's always easy and appropriate to go with they, them and use gender neutral pronouns. How would you say that in a sentence? Just um, the same way that you talk about- Like could you literally mean Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally the same way you talk about like your doctor, if you don't know if he's a he or she, you just say they or them. I'm going to see them today. Are you going to see them today? Like, are you going to see or your doctor? it's like, oh, someone forgot their wallet. There. I hope they find it. Not her wallet. Her wallet. Not his wallet. Their wallet. Okay. Their so, wallet, and I hope they find it. Yeah. Okay, so what about misgendering somebody puts their life at risk? If you do I that think the, the concept is place, like, yeah. Meaning? Like, it's say, you know, we're in the South. So say you're in, like... Some super southern conservative town. area, yeah, Yee town, and you see someone and you're not really sure, so you misgender them. Well, maybe everybody else couldn't tell, or maybe you know, maybe you were the only one to clock them. Well, now you've put them in a position that people are going to look at them more, and that might be bad for them. They might walk out of the store and get beat on the streets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost be like you're perfectly sane, but everyone just keeps telling you that you're crazy. Wouldn't that, like, eventually kind of drive you crazy? Because you're like, I know I'm not. And you keep saying that I'm something that I'm not. This. Okay, okay. It frustrates me to no end. It's also... Like, I hate to say this, but people like to take it very differently when someone is identifying as trans or someone is a feminine gay or a quote-unquote butch lesbian. Okay. Yeah, because so like not everybody's trans right. just because they're dressed like yeah. the other gender. So if you're okay. if you're if you walk in somewhere and someone isn't passing enough for you and you misgender them, like that can be extremely, 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 extremely dangerous. Just because, like, hmm. I'm trying to think how to put this. It's also just not that hard to not. I use I feel like, and I may be wrong. The majority of the time you misgender somebody, it's not dangerous. But there are times when it is, and that's what we need to be concerned yeah. about. It's not dangerous, but it's always hurtful. Yes. Because yes. a lot of like there are transgender individuals who have came out and said that when you misgender me, like it's my transition all over again, yeah. and it's all the pain from it. And it's all the pain of being born. Is somebody totally who was. had never met this person before responsible for that, though? See, but think about yeah. it. Like yes, this. because it took you no time to replace yeah. her, him with they. Also, yeah. can and I it also like took you no example? time to when you introduce yourself just to introduce your pronouns and state that you're an ally. Like, you could have easily got their pronouns. Instead of misgendering them, even if you had all the right intentions, you can't, even as an ally, if you misgender somebody, you can't neglect that you did something wrong and that you hurt somebody. Exactly. So is it a mistake or is it they're responsible for that pain they it's feel a in mistake. that moment? It's a mistake. Or is it both? It's a mistake and the person who misgendered them is responsible Can for causing them the pain. So it's both. Yeah. So it's a little bit more clear. Like how disrespectful would it be to call someone by not their name and like you're not even close? 
like we've all been there in group projects where you know how you can talk to someone where you don't know their name but you can still talk to them perfectly fine right you just avoid using their name yeah. you just say you or <coughs> you know you might also say they when you're talking about someone else or you just you know, ask the question. The reason question. why you just figure is it always out. so dangerous is because it usually always has malicious intent. It's almost never an accident. Because like how it would be like I, I disagree with that. But I like if know. you're in a if you're in a group project. If if you misgender somebody by sorry Des I, I I see where you're coming from, but like I, I have to address this. If you if I walked on the street in Athens and I need to ask somebody for the yeah. phone and I'm like, excuse me, sir, can I use your phone? And they weren't a sir. You shouldn't. That's not just, malicious. It's your, but it's still your fault. You shouldn't. You I'm shouldn't. not saying it's not my fault, but it's not malicious, and yes. I don't yeah, think most yes, cases are malicious. Yes, but that is way less likely to happen than actually misgendering someone. Like, isn't that misgendering people, someone? Yes, but most people do not misgender that easily. Like, it's not. That's not the concept that people are talking about. What is the concept? Because I, I feel yes, like that's a lot yes, more okay, common than a malicious in, intent. You're getting too into it, though. Like you're. It's hold yes, up, up, it is. Okay, yes, continue. it is that. Like yes, that is misgendering, but that is not the common case that happens. Well, I'm asking but what the common case is. The common case time. is misgendering because I know that you are trying to be a different gender in my head, so I'm gonna misgender you. So and the the, the common the case is with born. malicious intent. Yes. More so than somebody just yes. walking up onto the street and asking for something and they say a term that they aren't. That has to be more common. I mean, I don't know the statistics yes, they're both, between yes, it. Yes, they're the both misgendering, time, misgendering but, like, that's that's not the same. Okay. No, no. <laughs> uh, mis- like, okay. If you're going through a drive-thru. Sure. And I accidentally call you sir because 14, or I accidentally call you ma'am because 14 people that came before you were a ma'am. Sure. That's not... Yes, it's misgendering, but that's not the misgendering we're talking about. Yet. No, I, I understand that. Or if I looked off and from far away, like, Shay looked like a sir, so I called her sir from far away. But when I got up close, I noticed that's not that's not the same type of misgendering. I agree. Like, if a quick glance makes you, like, confused on what gender, like, that's not really misgendering. Misgendering is, like, you go up to speak with someone, you're having an intentional conversation with someone... And you use pronouns that are not the pronouns that on they identify with. Or by not mistake. even on purpose. It's just when you misuse the pronouns, it's typically on purpose. There are times that it happens on accident. I could be sitting here in this room, and you may not know it, but Desmond had decided this morning that he is not going to use he, him pronouns. He's going to use non-binary programs and go by they, them. Sure. But you've been using he, him because that's what you've been using. Yeah. Yes, that's technically misgendering. Isn't that also another I mean, issue? Because accident. you could also switch your gender at a moment's notice. <laughs> that's, it, that's not the same. Uh, like transgender. You. You, no, but Most, you could feel female one day and male another. I'm sure that does happen. And that's the of gender fluidity. No, and yeah, but isn't that an issue with misgendering and people? that's why you always no, ask for somebody's pronouns. No, because people that are, well, and usually. Yes, it is easier to say they them no it is i said not not just easier it's no, it's that's better what i said i said say? that's why you always ask for someone's pronouns even when i came in that even if i had a friend who was gender fluid and they did not tell me specifically how i should refer to them if they did not specifically say if you don't know my pronouns just use they them if they were being gender fluid and using different pronouns on a day-to-day basis okay then I wouldn't come in and just assume 
Okay. I would come in and I would say, hey, blah, 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 how are you doing today? And just go with it and wait until they gave me the sign to what pronouns they're using today. Okay. Or I would use they, them because it really is that easy. Sure, sure. I'm not disagreeing with you with what I'm about to say because I do agree with you. We, we're actually getting along right now, which is nice. Doesn't, it doesn't happen very much. But there are people who aren't going to do that. And when yeah. you misgender, we let's say and by accident. If you don't want to take people, the time to do it, that's I, malicious. That's malicious. Like, if, you, if you don't want to take the time that's malicious. to ask, are you a he, her, they, that's, them, yes, that's malicious. or that's malicious. he, him, they, them, or she, her? Yes. That's malicious yes. intent? Yes. yes. Because you don't care enough to... You care enough to talk to the individual, individual, but you don't care enough to get their correct gender to identify with them correctly and respectfully. What but if you were in a situation where I misgendered you by accident when we were talking the first time, you corrected me, and then I, I identified you as what was corrected? Was, is that still malicious? No, that's fine. In that's the beginning? Right. Is that beginning still it, malicious, it, it though? It, it, like I said, accident is not malicious. I'm saying the majority of misgendering is malicious, but I'm saying accident isn't. I'm saying most of the time when, when in, transgender individuals and individuals who have different pronouns get misgendered, it's literally for malicious intent. Like, people are doing it to fuck with them. They're doing it to piss them off. They're doing it to be rude, and they're doing it to show their unsupport, their dissupport for whatever they're doing. Their opposition. As, yeah. If Tillman wanted me to refer, like, his pronouns as they, them, and I was just like, I... And then I just kept saying he, him. Like, that's that's what he's talking about. That's disrespectful. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I'm if, not disagreeing with that. I'm saying when you make like, the, the mistake of doing it, which I think is the more common cause, because it's much easier to make a mistake than not. to maliciously it's attack somebody that way. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. As long as you start doing the correct thing afterwards... That it's not malicious. Yeah, no, that's I'm the best way to go about it. Absolutely. Do you know? Do you know anyone who's trans? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, the next time you see them, if you really want to have a, if you really want to know the facts, then ask them how if they're comfortable. Sure. How many times they've? How about how many times they've been misgendered, and how sure. many times were malicious, and how many times were accidents? Okay. And what's more, and what was higher? Okay. Because I'm going to tell you what they considered their like misgendering and what hurt them the most and what they remember. And what probably happened more is the malicious. Because people just, they don't agree with it. They're not going to support it. And that is the easiest way to not support a transgender individual. Okay. So we both agree that any malicious attack is not acceptable. Like that, yes. That's just the wrong thing that's to do. Option. It's very easy to be supporting. Right. Whether... Whether it's not, yeah, wh- whether w- whichever way you're doing yeah. it, it's very easy to be supportive. I think where a lot of people find difficulty is you do have people who take any misgender and whether on purpose or by accident to be malicious. And Can I you think, blame them? no, I'm not, I'm not going to blame them because I don't think there is supposed to be blame. I just think that you have to accept that, like, this is something that is a learning curve yeah but i don't have to accept people's ignorance and no obviously you don't accept people's ignorance i I don't have to accept how easy it is to know my pronouns like 
if I'm an individual who gets very upset about my pronouns, then I'm probably the one that would tell you my pronouns, even if you just ask straight up. Okay. So, like, yeah, and the people who are being the most difficult that will not tell you their pronouns but want you to use the right ones, you it's can't. Still that's, so that's a hard easy, situation. It's still so easy to use gender neutral pronouns. Are there people that get and, upset at gender neutral pronouns? And you can, I mean, I'm I'm sure. Okay. I definitely think that that is a possibility. Sure. And you also can't get think, mad when that. someone corrects you, because in the end, you fucked up. You misgendered them, whether you knew or not. Mm-hmm. All you can do is correct yourself. So just correct yourself. Okay. And it won't happen again. But if like you people who are people who people the people who are getting getting upset for being corrected like that seriously makes zero sense to me. Like I would much rather be corrected than to continuously make somebody hurt and be ignorant. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it, why can't you feel an inch of their pain? Like just you literally misgendered them. You literally hurt them and may have put them through the entire transition again like uh, I mean it could have been as simple as it just pissed him off but like it could have been as major as that but either way why can't you feel that one inch of pain just from being like just from having your pride hurt for being wrong people don't let their pride hurt yeah but that's not my problem that's not the transgender identifying individual's problem either if you're gonna get mad like that's but that also doesn't fix the problem yeah but I also but I also can't sympathize with them I'm not and I and I I know you're not not asking me to but I'm not going to like I'm not gonna say that it's I'm not going to say that, like, I'm not going to say, oh, poor you, like, they jumped on you because you misgendered them. Like, I. Sure, sure. I I just, I think there are a lot of people out there who have a hard time with feeling like they attach somebody because they misgendered them by accident. And whether it's pride being hurt, whether it's an easy correction, which both of those are the case. I mean, honestly... When you I feel like you maliciously attach someone, you put somebody's life at danger for something that's... I mean, I'm okay with that guilt because in the end, you won't do it again. Well, they, they might because of that. It's like, well, if I'm, if you feel like I maliciously attach you for something that I don't feel like is a malicious attack, then what, why... With that person going through that. Do you understand that, the transgender that individual a, or you? It's, it's both. No, it's an issue no. for both. Yeah, because that's no. the one being attacked. It is not my fault that you just... I'm not saying it's your fault, but it is an yeah, issue I, that you're going to be not, continuously felt with your attacks. Wait, no, no, wait, like, hold on, listen, a, listen, 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 listen. You said, you said... Yeah, that's Which like is you, most people. Now listen, that's <laughs> like you saying, oh, if you I can't. shot you in the leg and you took it some type of way, too fucking bad. Like, what... No. But that's how most people feel. No. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I feel like you, can, you cannot. A number of people that can the blame that, no, that the blame and the, it, none of this even matters. The blame in the end is still not on the transgender individual. I'm not personal blame. That person I'm not. Is. I'm not talking about blame. I'm saying that's that trans. Mindset. It's still an no, issue no, for the transgender listen, person listen, because listen, they still listen, feel like they're listen, being listen. attacked. But that's, and that's not, still an issue but for them. that's not the transgender person's fault. I'm not not placing fault. Not placing blame. Let's get that out of the picture. But. If I feel like I'm being attacked as a transgender person, it's still an issue because I still feel like I'm being attacked. Wait, whoa. That is a totally different conversation than you just brought up. No, that's, what, that's no, exactly no, 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 what I was no, no. saying. What you said earlier was that when you misgender a transgender identifying individual, that when 
they're like dis they're like upset with that would make the person that misgendered them be so upset that they're just not gonna deal with it anyway and that's where the people come from that misgender people or that don't want to deal with the idea of pronouns and just want to go with whatever they assume well it's an issue for both parties no that's what i'm talking about no the issue is the party that is misgendering. The issue is not the transgender community. It is, it is their fault. That's where the blame is. The people who are misgendering need to the fix the issue. Community. But it's still an issue for the transgender person because they are still being hurt. No, because they're not being... But yeah, it's not, yes, the, but it's but not it's, the transgender person's place to change that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then what? what is the best way that we can put out to these for lack of a better term, people that are ignorant and don't know that they're maliciously attacking people, what what can we do? At, like, what what is some form of solution besides just mouth-to-mouth? Like, education and resources? Probably. Would that be another thing you talk about in school? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. What? What's scary? Um, I think the viewpoint that you're worried about Honestly, is just the vocal This is so left, people. but like, Intolerance, like intolerance, like do what, not what put is, up with that. How, like how do would not, you not put, put up, up with, with this. You let them know wherever they are that they're not welcome there anymore. If you're in a business and you you watch somebody get misgendered, like surround around that transgender identifying individual, help them out. Maybe they're not able to speak, but you can speak. Sure. Maybe and they don't want. Speak and if got more people might feel confident. And if they don't want sure. you speaking for them, then they'll tell you. They can speak for themselves, but you're there for them either way. You can sure. be a support system for somebody you don't know. Okay. Exactly. But like that's that's really the only way you're going to fix this is intolerance. The whole problem is people just let it slide. Mm-hmm. Well, that, like, that's an issue with a lot like, of jump things. Into it. People don't want to like get in the middle of it, and like that's that's totally cool sometimes. Well, that's like, the bystander effect, right? Yeah, yeah, and like that's totally that's totally cool sometimes. Like, I get it if you don't want to jump in the middle of a fight that's getting bloody. Like, I do mean, what don't get involved in everything, right? And yeah, and do what you can, but like also, don't just sit there and watch. Like, don't let them be misgendered. Take your like, stance. Yeah, yeah, like one like one. if you see something that's wrong and you know it's wrong, but, don't sit there because and let it. If happen. that was your brother or sister, I promise you, you would not be just sitting there. If somebody said anything wrong about anybody in your family, you would not sit there. And in that moment, you kind of have to think like, wow, this person is here by themselves. Yeah. They have no support system around them right and, now. And you can go very, very superficial with it. And when you're in that room or that place, like, look around. How many transgender, maybe, like, just guessing, how many sure. transgender identifying individuals do you see in the room? Because I promise you it's not that many. So, like, think about how many people you would have behind your back versus how many people are going to be behind their back. Situations okay. always become worse when there's negativity and bystanders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, they fuel, I mean, like, anybody's going to fuel no, off it. Yeah, it's like a actual the film The film of it, like... They love that. Like, anybody's going to love that. It's attention. Like, so we're at an hour <laughs> and 20 minutes right now. Do you have any closing thoughts that you want to say? <laughs> you, you don't have to. I think you've made a very strong argument. I think that your opinion is something get people educated. are going to love to hear. Get That's educated. It. Get educated. Okay. Go get your resources. There's plenty out there. There's so much to learn about. Um, I mean... 
I'll give y'all one right. Oh, I have. No, I'm not really you, you can give me the links and I can put them down in the video below. There are going to be lots of links. <laughs> okay. My, my, my closing statements are like and subscribe. <laughs> um, Des, you got anything for us before we head out? Um, just like a few closing remarks on sure. pronouns. I just don't simply think it's that hard. Mm-hmm. The point that I was going to make earlier is that... It's incredibly easy, actually. The example that you went with was like going up to someone on the street and saying, excuse me, sir, can I borrow your phone? Or something like that. Sure. Why do you use the sir or ma'am anyway? It's a term of like respect, right? Yep. But for someone who is transgender, you not saying sir or ma'am when they don't identify with either or you guess the wrong one just off of base instinct that would be more respectful to not get it wrong and for someone who does go by sir or ma'am and is not going to be mad when you say that like that's a term of respect that's why you say that to begin with and sir and ma'am are just different because of the two different genders that people associated with for such a long time but like these days if you want to be respectful and politeful if you're not 100% sure then it's simply not that hard anyway. Pronouns are used to make speech easier when referring to someone. But it's simply not that hard to just say they, them for most situations. I've honestly been thinking about, like, the whole, like, with pronouns, like, using respectful terminology to, like, sir and ma'am. And, like, how do you do that with individuals who are gender nonconforming? Like, how do you use respectful titles and, like... How do you use the marriage titles for Mr. and Miss when maybe you don't identify with Mr. or Miss? So I think that's something that has to develop, like, with grammar, too. Like, I think that's just, like, something that has to be normalized. And, like, we saw the whole, like, I mean, he, him, and she, he, and they, them, and those three and their counterparts are, like, three of... I think eight common pronouns like those are just the three most common like that's sure. there are way more pronouns that people use sure. so like you you will find people who don't use any of those and they use a totally different set that's not unheard of it's just obviously it's a smaller portion but I think that's another thing is there's there's got to be a development for that there's got to there's got to be the awareness of that too like I think all in all Educate yourself. Yeah, and like, sir and sir and ma'am, ma'am it's also like it's it's whatever. I mean, w- without reigniting the conversation, there's always a way to be respectful to someone without having to say sir or ma'am anyway. The tone I of agree. your voice, what language, body you language, use with them, body language as well. Like, there's plenty of ways to be respectful, stopping short of saying something that maybe you shouldn't say. Or if you know you should say it, then it's a great little add-on. But it's not like that's what really decides whether or not you're respectful to someone. Okay. Right? Okay. I also think sir and ma'am is something that you could use as a respectful tone after you got somebody's pronouns. Sure. Um, if they ended up identifying with, you know, a masculine or feminine pronoun. But, I mean, if they don't identify with one, then maybe that's not out there yet. And if it is out there, and if they do have one, you could always ask them what the respectful terminology would be for them if they were somebody who was older than you or somebody that you felt was somebody that you should refer to in a respective tone and you could always ask them if they would prefer mr miss sir ma'am or if they had another terminology they would like you to use there's nothing wrong with asking most of the time people are going to be pretty receptive of that 
it's always it's always the guide first to not ask and to go with introducing yourself and introducing your pronouns see what you get with but you know if things become more difficult it, if you're going to be if you're trying to be respectful i don't think that anybody would take it in a negative manner and there's nothing wrong with being wrong okay so be respectful educate yourself and don't be scared to be wrong and don't be scared to be wrong well thank you for being our degenerate of the day we appreciate you you're welcome thank you very much. cuts <laughs>